Hello, everyone. Before we get to our show today, I just wanted to remind you about the 2020 Afterlife Conference Pandemic Edition. It's going to be happening virtually this year. Uh, Path 11 Productions is going to bring it to you live in the comfort of your own home. And you'll also have the ability after you purchase it to watch it at your convenience. So it does not need to be watched live, but you will have access to it until September 30th. So head on over to path11productions.com slash AC 2020, and you can go ahead and purchase your package for $129. And now let's get to our show. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. I would like to introduce our guest today for the Path 11 podcast. I am speaking with Laura J.K. Beers, and she is an international motivational speaker, national evidential psychic medium, certified spiritual coach, author, and ordained minister located on the central east coast of Florida. And she loves working with people and helping people connect with their loved ones who are on the other side. And her passion comes from her own life experience of healing her relationships with her loved ones on the other side and seeing so many transformations of her clients and students. Laura, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. So I love your title, The Motivational Medium, kind of combining a little bit of everything that you do. Can you uh, share with our audience a little bit of your life path and what brought you uh, up to now to become the motivational medium? Thank you. I'm one of those rare people that was not born with what I would call gifts, and it wasn't until pretty much middle age that I realized I was knowing who was calling me on the other end of the phone. This is before caller ID. (laughs) I just dated myself. And I would have neat things like that happen to me. And I started looking into it, reading books on ESP and other types of connecting. Then I finally decided to take some classes. I found a mediumship development class which opened my eyes to mediumship, the connection to the other side, and found that I actually have some gifts in the mediumship uh, realm. So with the public speaking and all the business experience that I have, I just, spirit told me the motivational medium that that's what I was going to do is be motivating people and helping them with their connection to the other side. Now, what was your day job before you kind of moved into this more full-time? What was uh, your background of employment? Well, I've been a dance instructor on the side for 25 years. And my day job, because that usually is at night, my day job has been many different things. Some of them were corporate in New York, Uh, in the jewelry industry. And um, I've had my own businesses, three, like three different kinds of businesses as an entrepreneur. So I have a lot of business experience too. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And, you know, what does it mean to be a national evidential psychic medium? 
So national thanks to Zoom and the ability to talk to people all over the country. I have been able to do a lot of readings and coaching through through different types of media like Zoom or Skype. And so it doesn't you're not confined by locality anymore, which is just absolutely wonderful. The difference between being a psychic and a medium is the connection. A psychic is someone that's reading another person's energy. They're not necessarily able to talk to someone on the other side. A medium is always a psychic there, and they're also able to speak with people on the other side. It's a different way of connecting. It's a different way of how your body is reacting. Yeah, and and more and more I'm beginning to see the word evidential before either, um, you know, the word psychic or medium. And I just learned about this last year at the Afterlife Awareness Conference. And I think we might have spoke to an evidential medium uh, before, but it just might be good uh, to refresh the memory of our audiences. What does it mean if you're, you know, a person is going to an evidential medium? What's the difference between a regular medium and somebody that is um, calling themselves an evidential medium? There's actually quite a big difference, and I'm really proud to call myself an evidential medium. The majority of my teachers have all been from Britain, the Arthur Finley College. They've been tutors there, and they are very strict about teaching evidence. If you think about it, if you come to me for a reading and I just tell you that your grandma loves you and that, and that, um, you know, whatever her message is, you have no idea that that's truly your grandmother. And maybe your grandmother didn't love you or you felt that way. And then you'd be really confused. What an evidential medium does is they provide all different types of evidence, personality, um, common memories, shared memories, um, anything that is unique and stands out within that relationship to prove that you know, I would have absolutely no idea how that I would know. I would not know that information. Right. It would just come through. And I'm proving that by giving the evidence of it. Once the evidence is given, then you could understand a message that would come through. Why would you believe a message if you didn't have proof that it was that person? That's right. Yeah, thanks. So it's, it's really able to validate more for your clients that you are actually in touch with their loved one, because you're getting very specific information and maybe stuff that only they could validate. And they may say nobody else knew that. Exactly. Yeah. And um, could you share a little bit about maybe the training that goes into that? you know, with the teachers that have taught you, how do people become more specific in learning how to gather that evidence from the other side? Sure. As I said earlier, I didn't feel as if I had gifts per se. So I I kind of classify people in two different generic groups. The people that were like me who just learned how to do this and really worked hard to get to this place or the people that come in and they just have gifts and they never shut them down. And they always, I call it, I call it like they're open, like a faucet is all the way wide open. And then they have to learn how to kind of 
uh, fine tune it down so that they don't feel everything. I, I was just the opposite. I had to learn how to open up so that I could feel more. And so it goes back to how you're feeling in your body. And that's why we talk about meditation so much. You have to get to know what your body feels like. What does the voice in your head sound like? So that when someone else comes in, you recognize, oh, that's not me. That's a man or that's another woman. But boy, that's a different personality or the smell is different. We use all the different senses. So that's you have to understand the differentiation between what you feel like and who you are and then someone else. So that's part of the training is learning how to differentiate those two. Great. Thank you. And maybe moving into more of your experiences with giving people readings with and connecting them with their loved ones on the other side. I know uh, some people, friends, family, clients might have gone to a medium and they really intended, they really wanted to hear to wa- hear from one specific family member that had passed away. And sometimes there can be disappointment if that person does not come through in their reading. Do you have an understanding why that happens sometimes in the spirit world where maybe um, some loved ones either are not coming through, either the medium can't connect with them and other spirits are coming through for that individual? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're just going to assume that it's qualified medium. So I'm just going to say that right up front. Okay. With that having been said, Spirit totally knows what it is for our highest and best good. My agreement with Spirit is that when you're in front of me for a reading or coaching session, that that's what you're going to get. And Spirit knows. They they know what you need and when you need it. And I write about an example of this in my book um, about how the lady at that was the mentor who was studying to be a British tutor. She did a reading for me and brought my husband through. And my husband was very much alive and at work. And she totally nailed his personality and what he looked like. But it was very weird because I wasn't expecting someone who was alive. And I wanted proof that, you know, I'm going to take her class, that she can do what she's saying. Then after she proved that with my husband, she brought through my mother. And when we talked about this later, what we figured out was that I would not have believed, I was such a skeptic. I would not have believed her that she brought my, my mom through unless she had so totally nailed it with my husband first. So Sometimes spirit says, okay, like in my case, she's going to be a difficult one and we need to really prove this. So that's what happened in that particular case. Um, There's many different reasons why we don't always understand them. Sometimes they understand the timing of things needs to be differently than what we want. Um, I've experienced a a wide variety of of different reasons, but we don't always understand them. Sometimes you'll find out later. Mm. And do you ever find that maybe um, people that we were connected with here in the physical body, when they transition, are we not meant to connect with them 
in the spirit world. And the example that I'd like to give is I always think about my stepmom who lost her mom and she so much wants to dream of her, connect with her, um, get signs from her. And she really hasn't. And it's been many years, probably gosh, over 30 years, maybe since she's passed. So is there, is there anything that you can say about that where maybe that spirit or that consciousness was really only supposed to be embodied for that relationship here in the physical and will not have connection in the non-physical? Again, there's no absolute on that. I, I mean, what you said, April, I believe could be true and that maybe they, they just wanted to have that connection while they were here to learn that lesson. And then they're feeling that they're not needed to communicate from the other side. That could very well be. But I will tell you, I have had the experience personally and believe it or not, from my cat who passed away. Uh, she told me that, that um, the... When she came through in the beginning, when she first passed away, she came through much more often because she wanted to reassure us that she was okay and that she was fine. Then after a couple of months, as we were healing, she stopped coming around as often. And I didn't understand why. And I was a little bit upset and I actually communicated with her and I asked her, why are you not coming around? And do you know what she said? I thought this was so amazing. She said to me that it was because she didn't want us, she didn't want to keep bringing up that, like hooking into that energy again of the grief. She wanted us to get past it. And, and by her keep visiting, it kept bringing it up. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing thing to happen. She also opened me up for animal communication, which has been amazing since. Ooh, animal communication. Yeah, I've I've never been to one. I would always always thought it would be great. I mean, my animals are alive, but you always want to make sure you're you're being a good fur baby mom and are they happy? Do they like their treats? <laughs> you know, are they happy with their food? Do they want to go to the park more? Um, yeah, so you do animal communication as well. Yes, I'm I'm getting into it. I'm not so-called advertising that, but it is happening a lot more now. Do you see that there's a, a big difference between the way that you can uh, communicate with a animal that's passed as opposed to a human? Is the communication different in the way in which they come in or deliver? It is a little bit different. Um, I've talked to other animal communicators and they'll tell you, oh, you only get pictures and this sort of thing. That's not how I work. Um, my particular self, I, I actually get I actually get verbiage. I hear things because that's, I guess, my strength of one of my, my gifts is just knowing and hearing uh, verbs and language. So I have seen images which are more predominant with animals, but I also do hear about their personalities and um, things that they like and don't like. It's actually quite really fun. Yeah, I had um, one case that I can think of. I, I'm not an animal communicator, but when I give Reiki sessions to my clients, uh, sometimes people who have passed will come through. And I had a client come to me, her golden retriever 
passed away suddenly and it was just, you know, devastating. And she came in and she's like, can you, can you try to communicate? Cause I had communicate with other people in her life that had passed uh, during these Reiki sessions. And I said, well, I've never done this, but if anything comes, I'll try, but please try not to have any expectations. And what I thought was so interesting in my experience was the golden retriever kept showing me um, kind of like a long haired, dark brown dog and was saying like, this dog needs to know that I've left and that I'm gone because we would play a lot. Can you please bring one of my tennis balls over to this dog's house? So, so he knows, <laughs> of course, I think I'm totally making this up. Right. So I'm like, is this really happening? But okay, let me share it. And so I had shared that information with her and I said, you know, your dog is, is really concerned about one of his best friends, um, and knows that the best friend is going to be looking for him, really wants him to have this tennis ball. And I had no idea what kind of toys the dog had, but sure enough, like the tennis ball was one of the favorite things. And she was able to validate that there was indeed a neighbor's dog. They would always walk the two of them together. It was kind of like this red haired, brownish, long I forget what they're called. They kind of look like uh, golden retrievers too, but they have like the long reddish brownish hair. Irish and setter. I, yeah, maybe it's that. So, something along that line and uh, was able to validate that. And I thought, wow, that was, that was cool. And um, I remember the communication was very clear pictures, but also very simple and very direct. Um, and sometimes it's like that too with deceased uh, people, you know, that come in, but it just felt kind of easy. I was surprised. And I just set the intention that, you know, if there was, if this was meant to be for my client's highest and greatest, can I please communicate with her dog? And it happened and it was really cool. Awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Um, you know, I also recently spoke to another person who used to do mediumship and, now she kind of, I don't know, I don't really know what she would call herself per se, but she has in her career has stopped talking to the dead. And she said, I think we just need the dead to rest because I've also heard people say that, you know, spirit responds when their name is called, right? The power of our names are so powerful that if you call upon the name of somebody who has passed, of course, they will respond. And I remember sitting across from her and thinking, oh, well, that that's interesting. It kind of made me think, well, is it better to just let the dead rest and us not to try to communicate with them? But then, you know, there's this other part of me that feels like I've seen so many people heal with their grieving when they can go to somebody like you and have that connection and maybe get some questions answered or validation to know that their loved one is okay. Uh, I was wondering if you have any thoughts about that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a thing called quantum physics. Time is not the same. Here, here on earth, it's very linear. On the other side, it's totally different. It's more, uh, I can't uh, express it. Um, it's more turned all around in all kinds of different directions. It's not just one uh, linear way. And there, our spirit team, which is the people or the beings that are on the other side, they're not just people that have been here on earth and have passed away. 
people that have passed away, when they leave their body, their spirit energy goes on to the other side and they can become part of our spirit team. They don't need to rest. What, what rest? Time is a very different there. They are able to to interact there they have just as much strength of will as they have when they're here and they're able to choose whether they want to communicate or not it has nothing to do with them resting yeah um i i would agree with you and you know some of that makes me think you know when i was sitting across from that person and talking to them that maybe that was more of a belief system that that medium had carried or you know in the work that she was doing and that was just a belief that she had had. But, you know, when I've speak, I've spoken to so many people about consciousness, I just feel like, you know, consciousness is, is more data. Like if we're saying that they need to rest, I feel like we're still assuming them to be of the physical body in some way or, you know, and so it's just, it's energy and energy that we're able to tap into. So I would fall a little bit more on the side of what, what you were explaining. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, we have we have free will. We have free will when we're here. We have free will when we're there. We're just vibrating energy. And yes, when we go to the other side, we want to look at the experiences and the journeys that we've been on and, and learn from that. But t- as I said, time is so different over there. What's to say that that hasn't already happened or that there were different planes of existence and they've already analyzed different parts of it, or maybe they're waiting to analyze a part of it. You, you know, there's so much, there's so many different possibilities here, but exactly, they don't need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to hear a little bit more about your experience of healing your relationships with your loved ones on the other side. Um, you know, in reading that about your bio, is that to say that maybe there might have been some strange relationships in your family that when they passed, you were able to um, work that relationship out with them when they were in spirit? Exactly. Yes, okay, exactly. Yeah. Let's hear Which, more. Oh, it's such a blessing. Uh, such a blessing because my mom and my dad had a codependent relationship and with me they fought all the time I thought it was my fault a lot of the time and I wound up doing different things with my mom and then different things with my dad because as a family we would fight and argue so it was not the most wonderful upbringing they were both lovely people and did the best that they could but I never got the opportunity as an adult to talk to them and work out everything. I was uh, 18 when my dad passed away and I was 20 something when my mom passed. So what happened is through the mediumship classes, I've met so many different mediums and had so many different readings at plus having my own connections with them. It's been absolutely amazing on how they've come through with their their objective point of view so that as an adult now, I could see and understand their point of view. I didn't necessarily agree with it, but at least it showed me where where they were and what their thought processes were. And it's allowed me to heal and accept 
you know, the reasons that they did the things that they've done. They are so helpful now. My mom and dad, both together, they, they show up in different ways with um, cardinals in my garden and also through songs on the radio. It's the most amazing thing to have a parent that you didn't necessarily get along with now on the other side, come through and be so, so incredibly supportive of me. So it has been just amazingly wonderful. That's great. And do you have any um, stories with people that you have read before where you have seen that also happen, where a relationship was healed during a reading? Yes, actually, I I was so proud of it. I actually asked my friend, uh, who is a reverend, to write a testimonial on the back of my book because she she told me that because we've been friends and I've been able to read for her quite a lot, that since I've been bringing through her father many different times, she's seen his objective point of view. And she says, and her mom too, she's healed her relationship with them. And it was very dysfunctional. Her, her family, there was all different kinds of things going on in there. Um, and I don't want to spill her stuff, but um, she feels so happy. Like the other day I went to, uh, we went to exchange. She, she's a healer. And then I read for her and uh her father came in and she was just so excited about it. You know, this was a person that she normally would have not wanted to hear from at all. And here it is. She's so excited. And he had really, really neat stuff to say. It was just amazing. And um, so, yes, I have absolutely seen it with other people. This is part of why the work that I do is so incredible, because you're not only healing grief, but you're able to heal relationships that you couldn't necessarily heal when they were here. There's no more ego involved. When they're, when we're on the other side as an energy body, the ego is gone. It's fabulous. We're in love. We're in love. Um, bliss we're in happiness and we're there to help people on that are still here a lot of times they don't even apologize a lot of times they'll come through and they'll just say this is the way that it was and i want you to understand that so let me ask you a question about that if we still have free will in the spirit world don't you think there has to be a little bit of ego still involved Otherwise, why would we need free will if there was no uh, ego? The free will is mostly when we're here on earth. Uh, I believe that uh, you still have choices. And so that's what I mean by free will on the other side is that you have choices. You can choose when you want to do something, who you want to be with. So that's what I mean by that. You have choices available to you. It's not ego driven at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my understanding from other people that I've talked to and, you know, whether or not it's true, but I've spoken to enough people that have had near-death experiences, um, you know, I think maybe the true pinnacle point when you leave the physical body is the life review and have a greater understanding of maybe all of those choices that you did make in the physical. And you're really able to see how maybe some of those choices weren't the best, how they might've hurt others. So when you're talking about being able to bring family members through and healing of relationships happen, it seems to me that when they are in spirit, 
they really have a larger, wider perception of the bigger picture and maybe would be able to communicate and help people who are still here in the physical understand, like you had said, like the reasonings of the way that your parents were thinking and understanding them better because now they have a greater understanding and can see how their actions played out. And then to maybe make amends, you know, for that person who is still here. You just perfectly said it. Can't say it any better than that. Truly, that's exactly it. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Now you had um, just mentioned a little bit in the story with the Reverend about your book. I have not had the opportunity to read it yet, but let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I know that it's called Empowered Spirituality Unboxed, Your Path to Spiritual Knowledge. So how did this book uh, birth itself, right? Because it's usually, books are usually a labor of love. And I think a lot of times books are channeled by people without them really knowing it. But let's talk a little bit about your book. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It took three years and it was, it truly was spiritually led because I started it about three years ago and I worked on it on and off for two and a half years. I'm not really serious about it at all. And it was so funny because May of last year, I got it. I was meditating and I got a message from spirit. And I mean, they just basically kicked me in the rear and said, you're doing a book and it's going to be published by November and everything is going to fall into place. And I, I can't even believe, I mean, I could tell you and you wouldn't even believe it, how things just fell into place. It was uh, absolutely amazing and wonderful. And so if I, I finished the book, I was inspired. I channeled a lot of the the information, uh, the editor fell right into my lap, the formatter right into my lap. It was absolutely totally meant to be. And so I just am so honored to be able to help people with my book to understand my journey and hopefully not have to make some of the mistakes that I made. And can you give a little bit of an overview of what is in the book? Why would people, you know, want to read it? What is the helpful information there? And what do you go into? Sure. One of the things that I've done is I collect boxes, little trinket boxes, little jewelry boxes. And so I wanted the book to be fun and light, but also have some really intense learning lessons and, and some challenges for people. And so the whole book is very much compared to different ways of looking at yourself and looking at situations and things that happen in your life as compared to some of my boxes. So a lot of my titles are defining the box, smaller than a bread box, breaking out of the box, do the box step. It, and they all have pictures of my boxes in color. And the stories are different ways that I develop my mediumship. I do talk about my, my furry child, Belle, who passed away last February and how she opened me up to animal communication. And I have a cat box in there. Uh, there are uh, also other stories about when I went to France and with my cousin and what happened there. There's stories about the, there was a lot of grief in that story. So I talk about grief. I talk about a, a wide variety of things. 
some of them are very personal and intense about what happened to me as a child. So it's well, a fun, it's a fun book, but it's also can be very intense and serious too. <laughs> sure. Well, I think it's wonderful that you've had the courage to put some of your life experience out there, especially if they were, you know, difficult and, you know, because stories help people heal. And so many people I'm sure on this planet have gone through some things similar and, you know, people are always searching to find that connection or learn about somebody that maybe has overcome something that they have been through. But sometimes the hard stuff that we go through can be really hard to share, especially so openly, right? Just writing a book about it and saying, okay, here it goes. Whoever's going to pick this up is going to know everything. And it's really a true, I think, testament to allowing yourself to tap into vulnerability. So I think that that's wonderful that you've done that. Uh, A big part of the book too is about being an empath, what that means and some of the experiences that I had and also about the mediumship and how it developed with me and some of those experiences. So I kind of cover the gamut of of growing spirituality and how I'm now turning that around to help my clients because of the experiences that I've had. Excellent. And where can people purchase your book? Where is it for sale? It is on Amazon. And if they'd like to get it from me personally and get it signed, they can do that also at themotivationalmedium.com slash TMM. Oh, excuse me. That's the one for my opt-in. And then if they want it, the book, then it's themotivationalmedium.com slash book. Great. And I know that you do individual sessions. You are doing those online, in person. Um, I also saw on your website that you do crystal and stone readings. What's that about? That sounds really interesting. Well, as I said earlier, I worked in New York. I was in the jewelry industry because I'm a graduate gemologist. I love stones and crystals. And each stone and crystal has a, its own unique property. So when I do a reading, I have people pick out five and then I read the stone's properties along with what spirit's telling me. And then they get to pick one of the five stones to keep as a memento of the reading to help them remember it. So it's a lot of fun and uh, they get to be very participating in it. So wonderful. And I know there's an event coming up that you're participating in called Spirit Fest. Lady Lakes Villages, uh, March 28th to 29th. And is that an event that's still going to be happening? It is, but actually it has been moved until the last weekend in May due to all of this coronavirus stuff. Okay. All right. And if people want to see where else you're going to be, the best website, I have a website for you that is healyourspirit2.com, but is the other medium website your more updated one? The motivationalmedium.com is just an easier way to remember it. It's still going to be forwarded to my company's name. Okay, great. So people can find you either way. It also looks like you have a social media presence. You're on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I know a lot of people love Instagram as your handle, the motivational medium on pretty much any of those. They can search. They can find me there. My handle is actually Laura Beers, H-Y-S-E too. But if you put in hashtag the motivational medium, all of my stuff will come up. 
Wonderful. Well, Laura, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Um, I really enjoyed your insight, your knowledge, uh, your take on some of the maybe some of the tougher questions that I asked. And a lot of times those, that, those are just questions of me thinking out loud and saying, hmm, let me throw this off of this person. What do they think about that? So thank you so much for just doing all the great work that you're doing in the world, helping people to heal, helping people to connect their, with their loved ones on the other side. And you know, I love the fact too that we have the opportunity to talk about how relationships can heal even if the person is not in physical body. So that may be another angle for people to maybe take away from this conversation that we've had today. Maybe the next time they go to a medium, an evidential medium, uh, we would recommend is uh, maybe really taking a look at the relationships with those that you have who have passed away that maybe need some healing and how that can help. And maybe asking that evidential medium how they can help and assist with that. And we know that Laura is able to do that. So head on over to her website if you're interested in working with her. And again, Laura, thank you so much for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate it so much. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. I also wanted to remind you that we are selling live stream tickets over at our website for $129 for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. This conference is going to be held online only June 5th through the 7th, and you can get your access by visiting path11productions.com AC 2020.